0: Everybody, this is Don Newman, and this is Living a Life Worth Remembering. Uh, this is where we talk about how do we live life in such a way that our life continues to live on even after our lifetime, our lifetime has ended. And this is all about making a mark, leaving a legacy, making a difference. I'm very excited about today. Uh, today's episode is all about paying the bills while you're moving towards your dream. And so let me just encourage you right off the bat that if you're somebody that you're finding yourself, hey, I'm working a day job, I'm uh, in a career, but I have a passion. I have a calling. I have something I feel like God has called me to do. I want you to stay tuned to this because uh, my guest today, uh, Matt Coombs, is actually, we're going to talk about that. Uh, Matt is living that right now. He is living having to uh, work a a job in involved in paying the bills but he's also pursuing a very very incredible and significant ministry that i'm going to have him share about that i think is going to have a tremendous impact but him and i both are living out this life uh in such a way to to live a life worth remembering that is going to make a mark today that'll carry into the future but part of this journey is requiring us to you know, to, to work in a career while at the same time pursuing a calling that God has given us. So maybe your dream or passion is, I really feel like I'm supposed to start a business, but I've got to work this job over here. And you've already believed the lie that it's impossible for you to ever start that business. Or maybe you're dreaming of, of, of singing. Maybe you feel like, man, I really am inspired to one day, Uh, be used to be able to sing and record. But man, I'm working this this job all day long. I mean, the stories, there's so many stories of people that have pursued their dreams, even while they're having to work and even while they're having to pursue making a living, which all of us have to do. So I really, really want you to listen to this show today. Uh, Be expectant. We've prayed before this show today that many of you that are listening would be encouraged that if you have something you've believed for but you feel like you're putting in time at another place hey just hang on you're going to hear some things that are encouraging you you're also going to hear some things that god has been doing that i think is tremendous uh through uh, matthew and his wife sarah Uh, they launched a ministry just a while back called living waters ministry for all nations this is based in flint michigan if you're not familiar with flint michigan uh, you know Flint Michigan I'll let him share more about it but went through uh, an incredible downturn uh, as the auto industry ended and uh, man it's just a place that really needs the hand of God and needs a lot of help and these guys this this young couple man they just jumped into it with their two kids and God's using them to reach people but again he's having, to to work a career while working the ministry at the same time. And he's found that balance and he's finding God leading him through some of these doors even now. And so I want him to share about that. We're going to talk about his new book that just came out as well, sharing his vision. And I think all of this is going to encourage many of you that need to know there's a way for you to pursue what God has called you to do. And, and and some of you, it's even going to be doing both things at the same time. Uh, you know, if you're familiar with the Apostle Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul wrote <laughs> majority of the New Testament, but yet uh, he made tents. He actually worked on the side while he was working for God and and kind of the bivocational pastor, the bivocational minister. And so... Uh, You know, you think about the great business owners that have impacted the world. I think of the Truett Cathy and his family and Chick-fil-A. Look how Chick-fil-A has impacted the world. So Mm. today we're going to jump in. How can you pay the bills and how can you be an influence or pursue your dream at the same time? And so, Matt, uh, it's okay if I call you Matt? Yeah, absolutely. I think I I got to know you first as Matt or Matthew. Uh, Welcome to Living a Life Worth Remembering. Thank you, thank you, Don.
1: It's a uh, it's a privilege and an honor. And you know, when my wife and I we were called to Flint, here we are uh, living in a pretty affluent subdivision, a um, little place called Clarkston, Michigan. And uh, everything's going great with my career, and my wife's a stay-at-home mom, but she also works part-time at a hospital as well, work, working from home. And um, we had no intentions on starting a ministry. We had no intentions on moving. And um my wife, she got baptized in the Holy Spirit, then I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and that really changed everything and uh, I'll never forget when I was just riding my bike through our neighborhood with my two kids, and uh everybody's grass is cut perfect, and all the homes look well manicured, all that and I just knew I just my spirit, man, the Holy Spirit, was just speaking to my heart, my mind uh, that this season was over and um Holy Spirit fell on me in a very radical way in the middle of the night. And um, through that, uh, Living Water Ministries for All Nations was born. And <clears throat> we were just following the breadcrumbs. And uh, we never in a million years thought we'd be moving to the inner city of Flint. Uh, all the stuff we knew about the city was, was not good. And um, this amazing home uh, hit the market, a historical home and uh, that was just very unique, and um, so the Lord called us here, a million things had to go right, and now we've been here for about a year, and just what the Lord has done in a relatively small period of time to just connect us with, you know, the former mayor of Flint, and prominent business owners, and ministry leaders, whether it's from the black church, or the white church, and I, I speak that in, in loose terms, obviously, we're there's one body, there's one church, but In any case, just through racial lines and denominational lines, uh, being a part of what the Lord is doing here in the city has been Mm -hmm. jaw-dropping. For those of you that know Chuck Pierce, he prophesied about Flip, Michigan, um, and I think it was the mid-90s, that uh, the match would be struck and that that flame would burn, burn down through Detroit, throughout the nation, throughout the world. And he came back, it was just a couple of years ago. And uh, he said that time is now. We're in that season. Now I knew nothing of this word, and I'm not going to pretend like me and Sarah are, are the only ones carrying this message. But to see the Lord move people and put people together in the most unique uh, ways has been absolutely profound, and it's just been an honor and a privilege. So. Flint, even though it had its heyday, used to be a very prominent city, a very prosperous city. It was the birthplace of General Motors, which at one point in time was the biggest corporation in the world. Um, now it's a, a shell of that, but you're seeing new life. You're seeing new life, and you're seeing in the downtown area things sprout up. And uh, we are honored, and we are privileged here to, to come and just proclaim the gospel and see it uh, validated through his presence and and just and showing up in supernatural ways to set people free and empower people to really become the witness.
0: Wow! So, you, so you guys—I um, mean, you stepped in, you went all in, moved there. I've seen, you know, your home. God's really blessed you guys in in an incredible way. But I mean, it—you it, know—you're not shying away from—I mean, the the most difficult situations of of walking in with your family, you told me about your, your young children, Parker and Judah, I mean, they're involved too. Uh, but the same time that you're pursuing this and, you know, and and wouldn't it be great if, you know, in in life, wouldn't it be great if everything was funded and everything was set up, but obviously stepping out in faith means stepping out in faith. Yeah. But while you're doing this, you're also carrying on a a business or a career. Share about that.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I, I just spoke and preached on, on a, a message, um, Matthew 13, regarding the the hidden treasure. The kingdom of heaven is like, and then you see Jesus talk about, using this parable about this hidden treasure, and and then also this merchant that's seeking this great pearl that's of great value. And I discovered in my career walk that after every promotion and after you know hitting these goals, these lofty goals, you know, I came right out of college. I didn't even know what a mortgage was. I, had a, you know, I didn't grow up in the church. The Lord really got a hold of me in college, and I, I was in a fraternity. Well, my fraternity brother, he, uh, he called me up and said, hey, this is super hard, but you know, I can probably get you a job doing this if you want it. So I threw my hat in the ring, and um, I did well in the interview, and they, they accepted me to, to be a mortgage maker. And I started out as a mortgage banker, went to a senior banker, executive banker, president's club mortgage banker. So I was at the top echelon of this company and the lord really revealed to me um, the concept and the idea of pillars and he just showed me that you know if you look in the ancient world typically the only thing you're going to see that's still enduring are pillars so he highlighted just the different pillars i had in my life
0: mm-hmm. one
1: of those pillars was a ceo of that company he took me under his wing and mentored me and you know uh another mentor was a president of that company And then I had three mentors that were pastors, and the Lord just took the rug right from out underneath of me, and he, uh, he, I, I had to transition to a different company, and two of those pillars were gone, and I really felt like the Lord was just speaking to my heart, like, hey, we can do what we're called to do because the the Great Commission is a co-mission; it's a it's a joint effort where we co-labor with the Lord, Mm. and you know certain things were coming up where they, they became idolatry to me. And once I got that position correctly in my heart and in my mind and my spirit, man, I saw a grace on my career to where supernaturally through prayer, through fast, through fasting, um, the Lord really started to move in mighty ways to um, not continue growing in the, not only to continue growing in the Lord in the ways of what conventional ministry looks like, but also to take that into the workplace and the work environment and see fruit on both levels. And, and to your point, point, we talked about this earlier, I kept on going back to the apostle Paul, you know, here you have mm-hmm. a tent maker and look at the impact he had for the Lord. So um, yeah, that, that's kind of uh, what led me to the place where now, um, you know, I'm, I'm the president co-founder of living water ministries for all nations. And uh, we do a number of different things in the community, but, Um, to steward that along with maintaining um, a position where it demands your time. Only through the grace and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit are you going to successfully really do that. I'm convinced of that. Yeah. Um, So in any case.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, one of the things that we had talked about earlier, and, you know, and I think about, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking about people and I'm thinking about, I'm going to share this broadcast with them because they like you and I have this place that is in business it's in the marketplace where i mean you know now your business isn't necessarily a christian business mine is a christian based publishing company but it's publishing and and i think about people that are in these situations that uh you know think okay i really would like to be out there I'd really like to be bringing an influence. And obviously, there are avenues where people can get involved or begin to pursue their passion. But it's almost like I look at it and I go, man, there's not only a way that God can open a door to somebody. And and to me, if somebody said to me, like, I'm sure you'll agree with this, because you and I have talked about this, but if somebody said to me, well, how, how do I, how do I begin to, to, to get out of this place or, or begin to move out of this place? And I'll tell you the number one thing, obviously this all begins with God, but it begins with being faithful where you're at. Um, You know, uh, I sent you, I know I sent you my book respond up as you get into that book and get a chance to read it. You know, you'll read where here, I was a, a state trooper that was pursuing ministry and the Lord flipped it on me. He told me, you know what I want you to do? I want you to lay down ministry. I want mm. you to surrender your credentials. And I just want you to be a good trooper. Yeah, and good. I'm like, okay, uh, I'll pray. No, no, no. Just go write tickets, do accident reports. Yeah. Just do your job. Yeah. And it's like, but God, I'm called to spiritual things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm called to this. No, just go do your job. And yeah. uh, not making the story any longer, but it's like through that avenue, God began to uh, expand a hidden ministry within the place I was at with his hand. And yeah. so sometimes I know there are people that, you know, I know there's a lot of people that I'm going to talk to and share this with that, man, I want to be used of God. I'm thinking of one friend of mine now that he, he's, he's, he's building houses or he's doing construction, but man, he senses the call. And it's like, you, you, you're not going to get there by, by failing where you're at. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, hey, well, this isn't working for me. I guess I've, I've got to, to go here now and, and do this. Um, so as I think about it, what would you say are some of the, I say, hidden benefits or things that you have found that God has used with you both being as a mortgage broker now, and launching this ministry? What have been some of the parallels or some of the things where you're like, man, I can see how God has used both of these things in leading me even further into what he's calling me to do?
1: Well, one example is we recently got connected with a a prominent business owner in downtown Flint. Um, They own an awesome restaurant. It's on a very busy road. And what's unique about their restaurant is that in the outside area, they have uh, a cement stage. It's It's a fairly large stage. And then they have a grassy area and, and a place in the parking lot where you could rope it off and have a, have quite a few people there. So, um, we met up with them and they gave us the blessing to do an event down there. And through that connection and me doing a mortgage for someone that is, is a successful business owner in downtown Flint, who's very well connected. Um, he, he basically, uh, gave me the blessing as well that he would join me to you know speak into the lives of, of the youth and other people that show up at this event um, to encourage them in entrepreneurship, so that 's one way of you know I, I got this connection through mortgages you know i 'm doing his loan for him, and then through my obedience and just surrendering unto the Lord to meet up with this these other business owners you 're seeing the community come together, and I mm-hmm. think about. You know, if he, I think it's Ephesians chapter four when you talk when it talks about the fivefold ministry. Well, the apostle, the evangelist, the prophet, the pastor, the teacher. You know, call to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And I'm convinced that when you give your life to Jesus and you're born again, you get filled with the Spirit. You're baptized in the Holy Spirit. We're called to go out and expand and extend the boundaries of Eden. You know, it's all about original intent and to extend and advance. kingdom of God Mm. and to see that come together uh, with people in the community um, where we link arms and then you see that garden just like the Garden of Eden we see the garden uh, reality come to fruition and come to sprout up and you see uh, a good harvest something that is pleasant to the eye so um, and when I think about Flint too it's so interesting how the laws of the kingdom It's an upside down kingdom. I think a better way to say it is a right side up kingdom. But when you're living in the natural, you see these things and it doesn't quite seem to make a lot of sense in your natural mind. But I thought about how Jesus, when he went to Caesarea Philippi, and that's the, the place he chose to reveal his identity. And when you think about that place, I went to Israel and I stood in front of this huge rock cliff where you can see etched in the stone where they used to have the pagan god Pan put up. Mm -hmm. And you see this big cavern and the different things about that location. Simply put, it was a very, very dark place. So Jesus went to one of the darkest places you could possibly go to at the foot of Mount Hermon. And that's when he posed the question, who do you say I am? And that's when he revealed, you know, when, when the Lord showed Peter that he is the Christ, son of the living God. And he said, upon this church, this ecclesia, called out ones that are called to rule and reign at the gates of government, upon this rock, the chief cornerstone, I will build my church, the ecclesia, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So I say all that to, the, to say this. Um, if you are in uh, whatever vocation that looks like, and he calls you to a place that doesn't seem to make sense, you might be on to something, right? And, and I look at yeah. Jesus being our model, how he... Before he even started his ministry, he prayed, he fasted, and then he moved. When you think about when he went into the wilderness, he prayed, he fasted, and then he moved. And that's when he started his ministry. So before you start these endeavors, I just encourage all of you, pray, fast, and then move. And as you get clarity and he takes you into some of these dark places, just remember that the light of the world lives in us and shines through us. And we can shift atmospheres and take places of great darkness and they can become places of great light. And, and before we just transition right back to you, I just, why this, this just hit my, uh, hit my mind. Mm. When we got called to downtown Flint into a very dark area, I'm talking really, really rough area, um, we took our kids and we want our kids to see what it looks like. And we make sure we exercise wisdom when we do that. But we went to this warming center in the dead of the winter. And a place of great darkness. People were strung out on heroin, um, different types of drugs, different things of that nature. And we just stepped in with a very simple, um, you know, how can I put it, extension of the Lord, where we just wanted to meet some of the basic needs of the people that were there, like handed out some food, things like that, and just open it up to prayer. And Dom, when I tell you what I saw the Lord do, whoo, Holy Spirit moved and He shook that place. We saw people get delivered and gave their life to jesus got baptized in the holy ghost and people that are recently just saved and empowered by the spirit were leading other people to the lord and baptizing other people in the spirit in the same room at the same time and by the time we left a place of great darkness became Mm -hmm. a place of place of great light i'll never forget when the security guard who's like watching people enter into this room through a metal detector he's seeing all this go on and people just getting rocked by the holy spirit and uh, he raised his hand and he wanted me to come over him just to receive the I'm Lord. Bad. And and you know that that's when when you enter into his rest, you know, knowing that Jesus is our Sabbath and that when we walk in a place of rest in that garden reality, and he takes you to the most unlikeliest of places, um, and that could be your workplace. Your workplace could be a, a dark place, but is the light of Jesus shining through you? And are you in a position in a heart posture where you're willing? and you're willing to surrender your ego, um, the fear of man, whatever it may be that's holding you back to proclaim the gospel and invite Holy spirit to demonstrate and authenticate and validate that message through signs, wonders, and miracles. And when you do that and you step out in faith, I promise you God will show up in ways that will blow your mind and encourage you.
0: Yeah. I think I I had a message one time that was, uh, titled everyday pastors and, uh, and again you know if i think of anything that covid has done this last year it has broken the the mold that everything has got to be done within the four walls of the church Amen. because i mean it's done online now it's done all kinds of ways and so in that uh, the the body of christ has had to learn look you know let's get out let's get outside of these walls and so I, the, the thing that, um, you know, there's so many amazing things that we could talk about and I'm going to have you share, uh, about, you know, what you see happening in Flint, share about your book here. But, you know, I, I just can't help, but, uh, you know, think that if people can, as I'm sitting there watching and listening to you, you know, the thing that keeps hitting me is that, Hey, this, you know, some people only know you as a mortgage broker. I mean, they yeah. know you because they come to get a mortgage. But the very person that they are talking to about a mortgage, you're full of God. God's influence is coming through in ways that, uh, you know, you're not, you're not sitting there saying, I don't do mortgages. Let me get my Bible out. You're doing a business, you're doing a role. But that role has put you in places and connected you with people and, and put you around places that actually work together with your calling. Amen. And and I think the the big message I want people to hear is this, is that, you know, submit to God. I mean, like, I, this is my dream. I want to start a business. I, I feel like I'm called to ministry. I feel like I'm yeah. called to this. Submit to God and find out, okay, uh, what you're supposed to do. Follow that. But it could be that he has you already in place, has you in the career that is the nah. place that will connect yeah. you to that. Um you know, one of the things that, uh, again, I know there's a lot of situations where you can't be full time, you know, you're carrying the full load of a church and I know those ex- positions exist, but again, breaking the mold that you and I grew yeah. up around that Hey, if you're going to be used in ministry, you can't work a regular job, quit, yeah. leave, sell everything. Cause that's what Peter dropped yeah. the net and left. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, that's <clears throat> what I have found is that for us, that are called to this bivocational world. You me tell you what I have seen through my years of experience? I have seen people that are so locked in the church, their role is so in the church, they're all they, I mean, that's what they do, that they don't even know how to relate to regular working people yeah. that work yeah. a regular job, that have to, you know, in fact, I've, I've seen pastors that have scheduled events on holidays and you want to go, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your church people have been working all month long and they want a day off. Uh, you know, and and you're not working that same schedule. And and
1: and to your point, and I think it comes through really getting into the trenches and you know, studying the word, you know, rightly dividing the word of truth. And uh, it wasn't until I started getting to the Hebrew and some of the Greek where I started to see um with more clarity, you know, and Mm -hmm. if you notice, and I gave that example of Caesarea Philippi, but if you notice, he didn't use the word synagogue, he didn't use the word temple, he used the word ecclesia. That was a political term. And it literally meant called out ones, an assembly of people that are going to rule and reign at the gates of government. So I think in the church world, oftentimes we forget that calling. You know, to walk with Mm -hmm. governmental authority in the world to usher in his kingdom that were the gateways for his Holy Spirit to invade the earth realm. And so when we sometimes kind of go back to the synagogue mentality, you know, the synagogue is where they would gather in the community and share the word of God. Um, But that's not what he said he was going to do. You know what I mean? Now there's a place for that in that church setting in the four walls. I'm totally convinced of that. I'm good with that. But we can't lose sight of you know, equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry, to go out in their sphere of influence, to advance the gospel of of the kingdom. Uh, And and, uh, so, in any case, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that, that I think that is so key that um, you may be called to be a pastor in the conventional sense, uh, or an evangelist, or a teacher in, in those ways, but having a good pulse with the Holy Spirit guiding you as to what season you're in in life and and being very aware of that to know when to transition and when to take a step back and just be at a place of rest um, and really just allow him to guide you and lead you into all truth as to where you need to be at that point in time.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, Smith Wigglesworth was a plumber. You know, <laughs> Here look, you go. Out. Look, look what God did with his life. And I mean, that's the great news. The great news is if God be your partner, do what? Dream big. Dream Amen. big. Make your plans large. Uh, yeah. And he can turn any, he can turn, you know, you might look like a dead end to you, but it's not with God. It's the runway. It's the beginning. And right. uh, even if he calls you to transition, to move on, but many times he will launch you from that place. Well, the few, the couple minutes that we've got left, I wanted you to just share just a little bit about your new book, Heaven's Kingdom Within. That just uh, that just came out just a while back, correct?
1: Yeah, just recently released. Um, it's Heaven's Kingdom Within, uh, the world's greatest solution to the world's biggest problem. And uh, I have a copy right here.
0: So, yeah, mine, um, mine's on the way, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you wanna wanna get it, it's on uh, getmynewbook.com. And um, basically, this was birthed out of just me spending some time with the Lord late one evening, and He just revealed to me. I, I was chewing on this idea, you know, what is the gospel? That's what I was chewing on. What is the gospel? And through that question and answering the the why or asking the question why regarding so many institutions around this nation that are deficient, they're producing deficient fruit, and it doesn't seem like the church is really walking in a manner that's shifting culture and shifting society to um, just bring the the, the good fruit of the kingdom, I started pondering that. And it was a revelation the Lord showed me, um, really primarily through the Hebrew, that really connected the dots. And in very simple terms, um, I believe he showed me that the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, he's one God that exists as three persons, that his gospel is a mirror image of himself. And that just like the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, has three primary persons to that, obviously, um, that his gospel functions the same way. So I get into the book and I talk about how, you know, in Ephesians chapter one, there's a very interesting phrase, the gospel of your salvation. It only shows up one time in scripture. And the whole context you're seeing how we are seated in heavenly places with God, with Christ. And that positionally, when we're born again um, through the washing of the blood of Jesus, um, positionally, eternally, we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross, right? So then I'm like, wow, that's interesting. Gospel of your salvation shows up one time. The number one in Hebrew, Aleph, there's a picture associated with that, it's the picture of a bull which can be seen as a picture of strength, but it can also be seen as a picture of um, sacrifice as well because the priest would sacrifice bulls and goats on on the altar. So I'm thinking, wow, that's really interesting, you know? Um, And then I, I came across another phrase. This phrase shows up up 11 times, the gospel of Christ. So the word gospel meaning good news a royal proclamation, Christ means anointed anointing needs to be means to be smeared with oil and oil throughout the scriptures uh, is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Now the number eleven, when you look at the Hebrew uh, in that, the picture that's associated with the number eleven in Hebrew is an outstretched arm that forms a fist. And I looked up every time that showed up, Gospel of Christ, and every single time you see the power and the presence of Holy Spirit working through His people. And once I saw that, I'm thinking, Wow, I'm kind of on to something here, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a direct link. To Holy Spirit, the person, the Holy Spirit, and I'm thinking, man, can I find something within this context that really links Father God? And I believe I found it: the Gospel of the Kingdom, that shows up four times. And the number four in Hebrew, I think it's dalit, that speaks of a door. You're going from, and when you think of a door, when you open up a door and you walk through it, you go from one realm to the next, right? And that, so the Gospel of the Kingdom shows up four times. And when you see this, um, you see basically the manifestation of the fruit of the kingdom being demonstrated through Jesus in his ministry. In other words, you get, uh, you get saved by putting your, your faith, trust, and hope in Jesus Christ. His finished work on the cross, right? You get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then when you get empowered by the Spirit, you go out into your community. You go out to uh, your sphere of influence. You're advancing the kingdom of God so his gospel and this is the question i pose could it be that the true legitimate gospel that is validated and backed up through the power of his presence and the manifestation of signs wonders and miracles could that be um a direct um how can i put this that the gospel being one gospel that exists in three primary elements with each element perfectly in alignment to each member of the godhead Could the the reason be that we see these deficiencies in our churches is because of the lack of revelation on that truth? In other words, we're proclaiming a deficient gospel that's producing a deficient fruit. You know, I've seen this work in my own life. So the whole book is about my living testament, how the, the Lord through my own life, how I walk through that pattern. And then I also go into... Um the revelation of the tabernacle, how it's a blueprint for our faith walk. Oh yes. Yeah, so uh, cool. yeah, so I get into that a little bit and I credit uh Pastor Tom Wellington for that. And then also um another pastor, Josh Wheeler, does a phenomenal job talking about original intent, how it's all about the garden, the reality, of the garden of Eden, and how the restoration of all things are gonna come through as people. And uh so that's a little bit about my book, and um uh I encourage you guys to get it. And just as a free thing, just a just a not a free thing, but um just a, a heads up, all the proceeds from the book are going to our minister, towards our ministry efforts in Flint. So um, awesome. our goal right now is to get a semi and a trailer that is equipped with all the sound equipment, a baptismal, so that we can go to different parts in the city and really proclaim the gospel and uh, see people get saved and set free.
0: So. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. No, I love the book. The thing, because I, I don't have it, but I read through it. I got the file from Larry. And uh, as I read through it, the thing I loved is uh, you basically are sharing your life journey as you're discovering this. So yeah. it's 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 like you're reading your experience. And so uh, we, I think it's a great great book. And um, there there's so many things that you know. Some of this to to some of you that might be hearing this the first time, you're like, man, I've never heard this. This is deeper than I've ever gone. I encourage you to get the book and dig into it because. You'll see how incredible God is that he thinks all of these details out. Uh, You know, the thing that you come away with when you see things like the tabernacle and the model of the tabernacle and what it shows and all these things, you'll realize when God says, no, no, I've planned all your days. Your days are written in my book. You'll... it'll help build the trust into God. So I encourage you to get the book and we'll show the link at the end. I want you to kind of close by just sharing about what, okay. Uh, Cause I'm excited about what God's going to do in Flint. You know, I just, I just believe uh, not only the word that Chuck Pierce gave, but just talking to Larry, talking with you. I just believe that there are some things that are going to come forth. I want you to just share for about five minutes and then we'll close what, uh, what's going on in Flint and what you see in the future, and then we'll close and, and uh, kind of pray for that uh, and what God is doing there as we end. Uh,
1: what I'm seeing right now is that the body is coming together through humility, um, that we're seeing churches uh, link together and, and link arms, knowing that not one congregation is going to get the job done, that it really is going to take the community coming together, um, that there are no big eyes or little used that it's a uh, really just of a heart posture of humility to allow the Lord to work in us, with us, and through us to really bring upon the necessary change that's happening. So to see that on a macro level has been just mind blowing and jaw-dropping. And then on a micro level, even in our home, you know, we uh we celebrate Rosh Kadesh, um which is really just the celebration of the, the new month. So right now we're in Nissan. And um, we had people over uh, just a few days ago, and um, to see the Holy Spirit just do what only He can do. I mean, people came over at six, and people didn't leave till midnight, you know? And oh, wow. just the Holy Spirit just working powerfully and seeing radical shifts in people's lives as He just takes out those, those deep pains and deals with the trauma and um, really just does amazing things with and through His people. So, on a micro level, in our home, we've just seen some awesome manifestations of the Holy spirit as we've just honored the Lord and having people come to our home. Um, because of the uniqueness of our home, uh, we have a whole wing to the house where it's our desire, where we have people all over the nation that come stay with us, whether they're missionaries, evangelists, pastors, you know, um, teachers, we've hosted different people here. And, uh, I think of it like almost like a cross pollination, you know, like you invite them into your home and they carry something that's unique unto them, and they impart that to us. And what we carry, we, we impart that to them. So to see people from all over the nation coming to a place like Flint, you know, this city that used to be booming and thriving, that is just a former shell, but to see God painting, planting new seeds and to see these seeds sprout up has been so encouraging. Um, I encourage other people, you know, if you feel led. Um, reach out to Don, reach out to me. Uh, we'd love to connect with you and um, you know, bring other people into the fold just to see what God is is doing here and also to see what inner city evangelism looks like as well. My blueprint for the city that the Lord gave me, and this is back when I lived in Clarkston, he just gave me a download. And uh he shared with me about you know having a semi with a trailer that converts into a stage where you have all your stuff and you could be mobile. But there's nine wards in the city. And it is my belief um, just through different confirmation, different prophetic words, and just through prayer time, that we're gonna build up nine separate teams working as one team to hit every ward. So how amazing would it be if we had these trailers all set up and we could take a team of people to a ward and then on a a consistent level where every Saturday or whatever the day is, we just show up and people in the community know we're gonna be there. And it's a four-pronged approach. We're going to meet needs. We're going to minister, just have prayer teams set up to where we weave in and out of the, the people that are here to give personal prayer. And uh, we're going to fellowship. And then we're going to preach the gospel. And then, you know, uh, act as ushers where we just usher in his presence and his presence to come in and do what only he can do. So that's kind of the blueprint. That's where we're at. Uh, before we can get to nine, we got to get to one. So right now we're in that stage where we're trying to get this stuff together. And my hope is by the time the weather turns, we're going to have a fully functional trailer set up to where we can um, get out there. So if you feel led and you're called as an evangelist or an intercessor, uh, we need your help. Um, connect with me and we'd love to host you and come on out and uh, we'll, we'll do this thing.
0: That's that's awesome. And we will put the information up at the end also for your book, but also for the ministry. And uh, I just can't encourage uh you know i just you know getting to know you and your wife i mean it's only been a couple of uh, conversations but um listen i love your heart for god i love the the humility and the hospitality that you guys carry um i mean that's that that's that's what it's going to take to to win this world for christ and to and to really stand out and make a difference and so uh again you know we began the show sharing with people look at if you're working a day job just like the rest of us you can still have an impact in life and obviously your and my impact that we uh, god's got the lane we're in is the lane of ministry me through prayer and writing you through you know evangelistic work and and all that you're going to do there i'm sure you're going to do some more writing as well uh yeah. and uh probably your wife as well i'm sure there's lots of books there but uh, yeah,
1: and I just wanted to share with your, your viewers. Um, so this is a, a picture of the home that the Lord blessed us with. And, uh, you know, so if you decide to connect with us and you want to come out, we can host you. Um, cause what I'll say is Flint, even though there's some, some things that aren't so good, it's an amazing city. It really mm-hmm. is. Uh, the Lord spoke to my heart. It is a kingdom capital. You know, and there are power in our words. He actually showed me that even when we were in Washington D.C. at Awaken the Dawn, he's like, you know, stop calling it a swamp. Yeah, call it a garden. You know what I mean? The the people in the nation that carry great um, influence, that are men of God, that have character integrity, they should be filling those positions. So call it what it ought to be. You know, we should be calling Washington D.C. a, a garden. You know what I mean? Instead of a swamp. In the same sense, uh, Flint. It is a kingdom capital. It is a beautiful city. Um, the people we connect with are just amazing, and uh, it's an awesome city, and I'm so glad that the That's Lord awesome. called us here. And um, if you feel led, connect with us, and we'd we'd be glad to to host you and and really get after it. so
0: That's great, man. Again, love your heart, love what you're doing, and uh, i'm I'm sure, look, we're gonna do this again one day, and it's gonna be from the aspect of me talking to you either like this or maybe there and showing what <laughs> yeah. God is doing there. Uh, because I I truly believe that there's something very special that God has already been doing and will continue to doing. So this is just the introduction to it. And so uh, let me pray. I want to pray for you. And and if you're watching, I just want to encourage you, you know, as he shared, there's somebody who's watching this that you're saying, man, I know there's more for me. There is more for you. There's some of you that are watching that are saying, man, I just feel connected uh, to what he is sharing. And maybe it's as an intercessor like myself, or maybe you need to take the trip and go up there and be a part of that. Uh, it'll change your life. I know every time I've ever talked to anybody, it's gone on a missions trip. And we always think, we always think missions trips have to be overseas. They yeah, do not. Yeah. They can be in your own neighborhood. Amen. It's Amen. just the way you approach it. So Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for Matt and Sarah. I thank you for this time. And I just ask, Lord, I'm praying with other people that I know are watching this today that you would bless what they're doing in Flint. Lord, I'm asking that uh, there would be news reports about what you're doing in Flint, that there would be uh, the sign of life. Lord, I'm just thinking of George Otis Jr. And when he wrote about the influence of intercession, And he talked about the nations like Guatemala and other places, Lord, I can't remember their names, but where prayer so changed the area that even the crops grew, that even the economy changed. It changed everything. And so Lord, I'm asking that Flint would become a thriving, Mm. uh, full of life, uh, wonderful families, uh that are growing and and contributing and becoming who they are called to become lord that the people would look and say what a change not just in one church but a change in the whole city and so lord i pray for favor for them both politically both with leaders both with uh individuals and other uh, people that will be called to come and restore that area for your glory in jesus name everyone says amen and amen Matt. Amen. Hey buddy. Thank you so much for being on here today. Yes. We well, thank you,
1: Don. And I look forward to just linking arms
0: with you and getting to know you better. So That's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. And again, uh, Matt and Sarah, they're living a life worth remembering. They're making a mark and you can too. So I want to encourage you uh, to share this with other individuals Uh, Also, if you're not subscribed to my channel, you can go to YouTube at Coach Don Newman. Subscribe also. Make sure that you uh, hit the little bell that will let you know and notify you when a new episode comes up. You also can tune into iTunes, Living a Life Worth Remembering, and subscribe there if you want to listen to the audio version. But make sure you share this with other people because I know somebody's going to enjoy and listen to his message and be encouraged. God bless you guys, and thank you so much for tuning in today.